This is Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks, and welcome to my podcast series, The Voice of Leadership. Today, I want to talk about the President's Cup, and I want to talk about the win with Tiger Woods as both player and captain in the last President's Cup. What I want you to remember is that this was a great win for the American team as they were playing golf on international soil in Melbourne, Australia. So the international team really had the home team advantage, if you will. Nevertheless, the Americans actually won. And in Tiger's recollection, back in 1998, when he had been in Melbourne in the past, the U.S. actually lost to the international team. And it was really the only time that the Americans have actually lost the President's Cup. Now, this last episode in 2019, towards the end of the year, Ernie Els was the captain of the international team, Ernie Els being from South Africa. He, in his career, had always been chasing Tiger and always coming in runner-up to Tiger. So he was highly motivated to actually win and did a lot of work, put up a good fight to really position the international team to win. Plus, in Melbourne, they had so much support from the fans. It was not going to be easy for the American team to be successful and to win under these conditions. And as Tiger Woods would go on to say, the President's Cup wasn't given to them. They had to earn it. So my question is, and what we're going to unpack today is that teamwork in action. How did they do it? And so first I want to talk about the teamwork that was part of the process. So when Tiger was interviewed about how it was that they won the President's Cup, he said that it really was a team effort. And they won because they won together. They believed in one another. They trusted one another. And they also relied on one another. That's how they did it. He said it wasn't about him. He said his boys, they won. And they won together. I think this is really a powerful concept. And I want to unpack some aspects of it so we can learn some of the lessons of that teamwork, that winning teamwork that helped the American team to win the President's Cup. Now, one thing just to keep in mind as far as just even the teamwork, not to mention what they probably did all year long in preparation. However, just before they went to Melbourne, Australia, Almost everyone on the team was also in the Bahamas directly before that for the Hero World Challenge. So they were all together. They all had a chance to play together. And that was bonding them 
and building them as a group. Keep in mind, the President's Cup, you really have 12 of the best golf players in the United States who are selected and who come together, and they have to work together in order to beat the international team. After their time in the Bahamas, which they described as relaxing to help prepare them, they were all together on the airplane, 777 airplane, flying over to Melbourne. Now, I don't know how many of you have gone to Australia. I've been there. It's a very long trip. We're talking more than 20-some hours of flying time just to get to Australia. And when they got there, they had about two days or so to adjust because it's a 16-hour time difference, and they had to adjust from the jet lag. Just the fact that they spent the time together, they flew over together, and they allowed a little cushion so that they could adjust the jet lag, that says we are positioning our team, if you will, for success. Now, Tiger, because he was both the captain of the team and also a player of the team, he also had to implement some important strategies to put into place because sometimes he was going to be a player and at other times he was going to be a captain. When he was designated to be a player, he had to focus on golfing and playing the game of golf. So he had some assistant captains who were to operate as captains in his absence while he was playing. So he had Fred Couples, he had Steve Stricker, and Zach Johnson. They were his assistant captains in the process. And as part of this strategy, he had to figure out when to be a player and when to be the captain. Now, when we think about high-performance teams, each member of that team operates at their best. They bring their A-game to whatever it is that that team is doing collectively. They accomplish whatever they're supposed to accomplish on that individual level. So every day, each of the team players, they had point goals that they were responsible for. They had to go out and do their part to win the point that they were responsible for winning. This was their individual contribution to team success. Now, as I said, these are the 12 top players in the country. So they're not novices. And Tiger, knowing that, did not try to specify every detail of what each person should be doing. He says, in essence, you're professionals. You've been playing golf. You know what to do. Go out there and do it. And that's really how you lead a high-performance team. You create the conditions. You create the environment. You don't have to tell how to do what they're doing. They already know that. And so he basically got out of their way so that they could do what they do best. Also, strategy-wise, he had to be a leader because he was the captain. He is one of the truly the greatest player in, in the world as far as I'm concerned, but clearly a great player. And so he put himself in the game early. And I think that this is really significant as a leader. When you're leading the troops, 
you don't send them out into the firefight and you're not going to go. He went first. And being the strong player that he is, he was able to win, which was setting that beginning pace. He's letting the team know we can do this. We can win. I'm going first. I'm a role model. I'm giving you an example. I'm getting my point. You go out and you get your points. So he's leading the team right off the tee, if you will, with a bang, if you will. Then he takes himself out of the game after he's played the amount that he had strategically decided he's going to play. And when he took himself out, this was a strategic move because it allowed his team members to get acclimated to that course and for them to warm up and play. If he was only thinking as an individual and not a team player, he might have left himself in, and especially since he was winning, and not allowed his team members to also get ready. But the team player doesn't always just maximize what they're doing at that moment. They're thinking about what's going to be the maximum benefit for the team. And in one of his earlier pairs with Justin Thomas, he set the ball up for him, got Justin Thomas in the right frame of mind, because when Tiger was going to pull back, Ricky Fowler was going to be Thomas's partner, and he wanted him to have a good head start. Even when the American team started not doing so well, and in fact, the internationals had the lead, it could have been very tempting for Tiger to put himself back in the game so he could save the day. But he says he trusted and believed in his players. He stuck with his strategy and allowed them to get in the game. And when it looked like maybe Thomas and Fowler might not pull it out together, he still kept them together so that they could accomplish what they needed to accomplish. As a leader, if we look through the whole game, we find that Tiger, when we compare him to the, both the American team and the international team, he was the only person who won all of the matches that he was actually in. That's some strong leadership leading by example. And even under the pressure to put himself in earlier than he had planned, he resisted that and didn't do it. Another aspect that they brought to this process, and it was part of the strategy, they knew they had to get over jet lag. They knew they had to learn that golf course, and Tiger was familiar with the course himself. He had played on it a number of times. However, they had to adjust to that. And as they're adjusting to this Royal Melbourne golf course, they're learning as they go. And this gets into what I'm going to call the winner's mindset. So even though the internationals were leading and they had the advantage, the American team maintained the winner's mindset. It's all, it's all right that we're behind because we're learning the course. So by Sunday, they had learned a lot about the course so that they could be ready to really dominate, if you will, with that winner's mindset in place. And as part of that, Tiger could have said to himself, you know, we lost in Melbourne in 1998, and Tiger was there playing during the time that America lost. However, the winner's mindset said, we're going to win this time. And even though Ernie Els is highly motivated to beat us, we're still going to win. So he put on the winner hat. He also paired himself with Abraham Anser from 
Mexico, who was undefeated. And Answer had really wanted to play with Tiger. And Tiger said, okay, to himself. He paired himself with him, and he beat him. Now, this is a leadership move in that he put himself with the undefeated player, and he still had victory. And on that Sunday, if you watch golf, you know that Tiger likes to wear red shirts on Sunday. Well, his whole team wore red shirts on Sunday. That was the symbolism of the win. Even though the margin wasn't looking good by the time they were sort of going into Sunday, Tiger wasn't worried about it. There have been many times in his golfing career when he's come from behind to win on Sunday. So that's a winner's mindset. And even Ernie L. said they had unstoppable momentum. This was the first time that the U.S. in a while had actually won their singles competitions. And they needed to do that because coming from behind, they needed the extra points. Now, back to the team part. It was very important that instead of jumping back in the game himself uh, at, at different times, he allowed another team member to score the winning point. And that was Match Kucher on the 17th hole. He hit a birdie and got the half point that the American team needed to ensure the win. And when you're playing as a team, if your team member wins, you win. Tiger knew that. It wasn't important that he be the one to score the winning point. It was just important that he play with excellence just like all of his other players. He was inspiring them to play with their individual excellence so that collectively they could actually win. So as we analyze this win for America of the President's Cup with Tiger Woods as the captain player of the team, we want to notice that they won because of teamwork. They won because of leadership by their captain, who went first, demonstrated by role modeling what needed to happen and what could be done. And they won because in the spirit of teamwork as the captain and in his leadership, he gave opportunity to all the other team members so that someone else could bring in the winning point, so that others could get prepared and ready to go. In the strategy of thinking about this, They thought through how they would bond together before they got there. They thought through how they would learn on the course as the days progressed for the President's Cup. And they maintained a winning attitude throughout, no matter what the numbers would say. So in the end, they actually won by the largest margin since about 1994. And the team members said, that they wanted to win for, obviously, of course, they wanted to win for themselves, They also, but they wanted to win for the country and having the honor and pleasure of being led by such a golf great as Tiger Woods, they also wanted to win for him. So there's a triple win there, yourself, your leader, your country. Then Tiger also said it's really special to do something that's bigger than any individual. And he talked about how that is so much more meaningful. So if I think about the business context, we can learn a lot of lessons from what we saw with the President's Cup. First of all, 
when you bring together that high-performance team, executive business leader, be determined to believe in your people. Be determined to rely on them, to trust them, to provide the resources they need, the context they need, and then get out of the way so that they can do the job that they have been preparing for all of their lives up to this point. I have seen when senior leaders believe in their team members, trust them, they perform and they deliver. That's what high performance teams do. They are already prepared. Now, if your people are prepared, however, you tear them down or you don't believe in them or you don't trust them, that does not create the context and environment for the winning attitude or the winning mindset. And even great performers may not show up at their best without their leader championing them and believing in them. It's also important with that high performance team, if you're the leader of it, that you step up to the plate, that you put yourself in the place of challenge and demonstrate that you also have what it takes to be a member of this high performance team. I hope that as we are early now into this year, that you will think about how you can set the ball up, if you will, for your team members at work so that you have a stellar year where you can even win on the competitor's territory. So you can even win when the competitors have prepared for you. However, your team is prepared in body, mind, soul, and spirit. So let's take a lesson from Tiger Woods' playbook and let's see some teamwork in action. You've been listening to The Voice of Leadership with me, Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks. And I want to give a special thanks to jazz saxophonist Ron McMillan for granting us permission to use his gifted music on our show. Thanks for listening. And remember to go to my website, transleadership.com, for more strategies, insights, and leadership resources.